Welcome to the Carolina Q Show, a podcast dedicated to pro and backyard barbecue competitors, state competitors, and competitions in North and South Carolina, the Mid-Atlantic, and the Southeast. Join us for talks with competitors, organizers, judges, and more. All right, welcome everyone to the sixth episode of the Carolina Q Show Barbecue Podcast. On our show tonight, we have one of the most winning KCBS pitmasters in the Carolinas, Mr. Brian Corbett, pitmaster of the Smoke and Scully's barbecue team from Goldsboro, North Carolina, currently sitting at number 29 in overall KCBS standings for this portion of the points chase. Brian, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well, Justin. Thanks for having me on, buddy. Absolutely. Hot day here in the Carolinas. I think we hit 101 here in Charlotte. Uh, We were not. We were right there here in the eastern part of the state, too. So, yep. Yep. Smoking hot here with the smoking scullies for the second day (laughs) of summer here in 2022. Let's start off with that. Probably one of the more unique names that I've heard of all these crazy barbecue teams. Tell me about smoking scullies. How did that that come about? So, uh, you know, back when I lived in Greenville, North Carolina, of course, I went to East Carolina University, and it's the uh, East Carolina Pirates. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, you know, Skull and Crossbones is one of the iterations of the logo. And um, I think, you know, Petey the Pirate, you know, used to have a kind of a nickname, Scully. And I used to hear some, you know, Scallywag and, you know, stuff like that. And uh, so when we me and a bunch of my buddies were, were going to venture out into this little barbecue deal and try it out. We're like, Oh, we got to come up with a team name. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, of course, you know, all your buddies, I mean, back then, I mean, we're all in our, you know, mid to late twenties and, you know, you're coming up with some stuff that's just kind of a little risque, if you will. And, <laughs> you know, for whatever reason, I just, I said, guys, I don't really want to do anything like that. I mean, one of these days we're going to have kids and, mm-hmm. and even if we don't, I mean, there's going to be other people around. I just, I don't want to be that guy. You know, that's got this, you know, kind of a risque name that people are like, oh, who are those? Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I think it was my wife, actually, actually, that uh, Ashley that said something, you know, smoking scullies or something like that. And we were like, oh, go pirates. You know, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, and so we, we, we picked that name and, you know, didn't know if it would last one contest or a thousand or change the name later. And it just kind of. I, don't, I just always stuck with it, man. I love it. Awesome. Yep. Almost went to East Carolina myself. I got, I got accepted out there, and all of the party kids were going there. And I was like, <laughs> I feel like that's a bad idea. If I, <laughs> it was like there, UNC, Charlotte, UNC Greensboro, and App. Yep. Four places that I applied, and I got accepted. And I was like, I think I'm gonna go to Greensboro because I don't know anybody there, and I probably won't party as much. Which party, yeah, party Greenville, can, Greenville can grab you if you don't. Yes, it will. You, know, <laughs> you got to balance that out there, living as a as a pirate for sure. Greenville can Greenville can grab you. That's why you see a lot of guys. By the time they're senior year, you know, and they're finishing up, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm 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 getting out of here, man." I, <laughs> no I sticking around for the college life like I did. Yeah. For yeah. Yep. Awesome. Uh, Seems like it's been a good season for you. How many GCs you got so far? If you got any, so this calendar year or the team of the year year? Or yeah, which? just the calendar year. Not thinking about just the this, this race. I know you did good on the last one. We can talk about that in a second. Okay, so the the calendar year of twenty twenty two, I only have I have one GC, mm-hmm. um, and that was at Jimbo's 
contest back in what was it March or whenever April, mm-hmm. you know, whenever it was. But uh, um, that's my that's my only GC this calendar year. Uh, the KCBS Team of the Year calendar runs, you know, from November first to through October thirty first, and uh, I think I've got four awesome. during during that from since since you know whenever that turned or maybe. Mm-hmm. Something like one, two, three, four, something like that. Yeah. Very so cool. And this, it's been a really cool 20, you know, 18 months or so, basically. Yeah, for sure. This uh, last uh, points chase, is that what they're calling them? Yeah. Yeah, KCPS seems like you, you did real good in that, didn't you? Yeah, you know, last year uh, I finished up, I think my overall I was 16th in the KCBS points chase, and uh, that's the highest I'd ever been. I finished uh, eighth in chicken. Um, I was in the top 25 in a couple other categories, I, maybe pork and brisket. I can't remember, but uh, yeah, it was, it was really cool, man. And I, you know, it got down to the end of the year and I'd never been in any kind of a points chase. I didn't, I didn't do what a lot of these guys do, man, where they're, where they're pulling, you know, 10, 12, 16, 18 hours to go cook one contest. I just kind of, yeah. I kind of cook what's, you know, reasonably geographic for me. And um Looking back on it, I don't think I would have changed any of that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but if I find myself there again the end of this year and I've got to drive a little further than I'm, I'm used to, uh, I, I may do it, man. I may do it, you know, because uh, I ended up at uh, at Shelby, North Carolina, at, at Noel Kay's contest, um, the, the Shelby Barbecue Extravaganza. Um, it's a very extravagant contest. Uh, it's kind of running Joe between Noel and I, but yep, uh, yep. I finished on day one. It was a double to end the year, basically. And I finished third and Andrew Cloer with bald hog barbecue finished reserve. And he beat, he beat me by, it's like two one hundredths of a point. That oh, was the reserve. And, and he was cooking right beside me. I mean, our pits were basically, you know, right there. We're feeling the heat off each other's pits. I mean, we had a great time that weekend and, uh, I hope we have that set up again this year. But um, anyway, he he was like, yeah, I was happy for him, you know, but but he had kind of had, you know, some stuff going on at the end of the year, so he wasn't chasing any points. He was like, man, that that probably really could have helped you, couldn't it? And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, it, man. That's <laughs> of a point could have really, Don't really take hurt. my tires in my, my trailer, right? Please. I did the math on it as best I could, and I think I would have moved up from, from 16th overall to 12th overall 11th oh man overall golly and, uh, and at the kcbs awards banquet they only call out the top 15 oh geez so i was 16th and didn't even get called out i was like man i just had a killer year dude and, you, you know been yelling where's the wild yeah. child give me a wild child yeah, 16. exactly yeah exactly <laughs> so, you know, it, was, it was great i was so happy for him and uh you know it was it was a lot of fun you know it was a lot of fun but yeah I, you know i think i've been as, as high as ninth this calendar year wow, and, awesome. uh, and I've had some, some large breaks uh, between cooks that, you know, you just drop like a rock, man. Cause other people are earning points and you're not. Yep. You know, and uh, that's kind of a mental thing, man, because you, you, if you check the standings, you look and you're like, man, I just, I just dropped like six spots. And, you know, like in sports, when you see a team drop in the rankings, it's because they've lost, they've mm-hmm. played yep. poorly. You know, they do something like that, and, you, and and I've always been a sports fanatic and a, and a, you know, competitor in anything in life. And, you know, it's like you see yourself driving, you're like, man, what am I doing? And then I had to realize, 
man, I'm not, it's not that I'm not doing it. I'm not doing anything. I'm right. not yep. cooking, yep. you know? And, uh, and that's kind of where I'm at now is I've got, I'm in right in the middle of another long break. And, you know, fortunately looking at the calendar, the second half of the season stacks up for me uh, to be able to go do uh, some contests. So hopefully I'll be able to make up some ground. We'll see, you know, um, that's, that's my goal, you know, and if I find myself, you know, creeping back up there and, yeah, I think it'd be really freaking cool, man, to finish in the top 10. It, yeah. it really would. I mean, you know, for, for a guy like me, that would be, that'd be lights out for me, man. It would. It'd be good representation for the Carolinas too. And I love Carolina barbecue, man. And I love, I love all of us that cook it. I just, I don't know, man. I like it. I like it. What's your next contest on your schedule? So I was supposed to go to Maryville, Tennessee this weekend. Um, and when I signed up for that, I was sitting at got a thunderstorm coming in. Yeah, I saw the lightning back there. Yeah, um, I was and still am sitting at four in the drag in the jack draw. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and of course you have an auto. You're automatically in at seven. Seven. Yeah. And uh, so I had Jiggy with the piggy in Kannapolis and Aiden, North Carolina, back to back weekends. Mm-hmm. And so before those two contests, I, I was talking to Mutley Crew and 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 Matt Griner and a couple other guys. And, uh, you know, they were like, dude, you, you got to make a run for it. You know? And I started looking at the calendar. And I was like, man, I've got like a seven week break between Aiden or six week break or whatever between Aiden and green. Uh, time to start doing and some driving. Yeah. So I signed up for Maryville, Tennessee. And I said, you know, if I end up winning either Jiggy or Aiden, um, that'll be number five. That would be goes on. I've only got to get two more. And I, I, I'd have to make a sacrifice there. And, um, I came pretty, pretty close, relatively speaking, at both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I didn't win either one of them. And and then I fished the Big Rock Blue Marlin tournament last week. And man, that just I was exhausted. The time I got back, Mon, you know, Sunday night, and you know, I just I do not feel like driving sixteen hours round trip, you know, by myself, getting everything prepared. I just and so today I had to make the call, and I just backed on down so yeah. my next contest is greenwood south carolina cool yeah i'm looking forward to greenwood yeah probably a storm there too just like you got going on right now there's always at least one. every year man always at least one every year yeah that's awesome uh let's see last year's season was probably we kind of touched on that a little bit um would you call that probably your best best season i'm I'm saying the actual KCBS calendar year from November to, to – Okay, yeah. So, the KCBS calendar year, yes, last year was uh, definitely my best year. Um, I had four wins uh, in the calendar KCB, – in the KCBS calendar year, fiscal year, if you will. Um, I had four wins that counted. I had one win uh, that did not count uh, towards the KCBS points. And that would have, man, that would have boosted me into the top 10. It was the, uh, Royal Oak Invitational. In fact, that's the oh, check. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, because it was an invitational, it didn't count for the, uh, for the points chase. And I, and I understand why, and I understand the rules It just, you know, when you win it, like it's really freaking cool, but at the same yep. time you're like, man, that's like, I don't know, 500 points or whatever it is that mm-hmm. would have really catapulted me, you know, uh, a long way. But, uh, that was pretty cool. But, but yeah, I had four wins in the KCBS uh, calendar year that counted for points. Um, that was a KCBS sanctioned contest. It just didn't count for the points because it was an invitation only. Right on. 
Yeah, that's a that's a pretty big milestone because that's that's a who's who of uh, southeast and mid Atlantic teams, and you know some some Midwest teams as well. Big, so. Biggest win of my career. It was the biggest would, win of my career. I yeah. would not doubt that at all. What uh, if you had to pick a favorite contest? Uh, what would you what would you think it would be? Now, that's been a tough question for a lot of people in the podcast. That is a tough question. I, I will say, you know, I've got a couple of local favorites. I love the Aiden contest, but my my favorite two contests, it, and these they're they're probably a tie for each other, is Greenwood, South Carolina, the Festival of Discovery. Uh, that's kind of a bucket list win for me if I could ever get lucky enough to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Jiggy with the Jiggy with the Piggy in Kannapolis, man, that's. Eddie Smith and the town of Kannapolis. I mean, they re- and Greenwood, you know, the town of Greenwood in South Carolina. I mean, man, they really buy into this whole barbecue contest thing and they kind of mm-hmm. roll out the red carpet. And it's just the atmosphere's great. It just it goes off without a hitch, it seems like every single year. Mm-hmm. You know, and and next year Jiggy's gonna be a double and I, I'm gonna miss it. And uh and I'm I'm not thrilled about that, but just because uh, of the weekend, the move up a week. Yeah, he moved it up, and 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 you know he had scheduling reasons why. And uh, but we are going to the Kentucky Derby, and uh, that's always been a bucket list thing for my wife. She's always wanted to go to Kentucky, and we're not horse people. It's just something she's always wanted. Right, to yeah, do. yeah. Uh, and she turns forty this year. Oh, well, that's so, that's an important milestone. So her her birthday, we uh, a trip got presented to us, and she was like. I want to go. And I was like, well, that's like birthday and Christmas and anniversary all tied into one. Yep. And, uh, and then like two days later, literally Eddie sent out that email. And I, I replied to call him, Eddie, man, let me, let me talk you into moving it back. And he, and he knew the deal too. Cause I told him, I said, man, just don't pick the Derby weekend. Don't pick the Derby weekend. And I replied back and I was like, are you kidding? He was like, I knew you were going to reply. <laughs> I knew you were going to be the first email I got, man. Yeah. But but Jiggy Jiggy with the pig in Kannapolis and and Festival Discovery in Greenwood, South Carolina are by far and away probably my two favorite contests. Yeah, we've talked about that with a couple other people that've been guests on here. Is that the the contest that the the towns are really involved in and the community yeah. is really into it? Yeah, it's just it's such a elevated atmosphere, um, you know, for everybody that's involved. And I agree they when. When you get the right people running the contest, man, there is no bumps in the road. Everything yeah. is totally just it's smooth as glass. And I I'd have to say Greenwood, especially because getting 90 teams in there, pretty much almost all of them on Thursday afternoon into the evening. Yeah, you tough know, job, it's, man. It's like a lot of things in life, man. I, you know, there's some back end stuff that we don't see mm-hmm. that probably yeah. do cause them problems, but they yeah. do they do a fantastic job, and so does Canapolis that hiding it from us and we never see it. And uh, you never hear about it, so you, there's no drama with it, and you know. But I mean, they've been doing it, I think, 25, 26 years or something yeah. like that. I mean, yeah, they, yeah. it's kind of a somewhat of a well-oiled machine now, and 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 they got town buy-in, and they've got staff buy-in, and and Eddie in Canapolis has the same thing. Mm-hmm. And they've yeah. got town and staff buy-in, and you got to have that. You got to have that if you're if it's a municipality run run event, you've got to have the town buy-in, and you've got to have staff buy-in. Yep, and uh, we had. John and Eric on uh, the other other week from uh, Smoking Brew, and we were talking about the now gone Ashboro contest and how that was small, but 
and I didn't get to compete it, but I went out there twice just to hang out with everybody, and it was the that same was, field. That was one of my favorites, man. I know, Everyone even with, like, 25 teams, you know, it was yeah. just like you literally were the town. Like, it was barbecue yeah. city for a weekend, yeah. you know. You know, the funny thing about that is, is that contest, you could not load in on Thursday night at all, period. And uh, that was one of that's, – that's the only contest I can't even remember cooking in the last few years that you couldn't load in on Thursday at all. And uh, so we would boondock it in – a Walmart parking lot. In <laughs> nice. And, uh, there would always be like, I don't know, seven or eight of us teams that would be like parked in the Walmart parking lot, generators running. Sweet. You know, we got, you know, bag chairs and coolers out there. And we're, man, we're, we're Walmart people watching. You know? awesome. And uh, man, it was just so much fun. In fact, you woke up on Friday morning, you're like, well, what if we could talk them into moving the contest over? <laughs> <laughs> so much fun watching, you know, doing all the people watching, you know. Walmart parking lot cup. Yeah, exactly. The 18. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Uh, what do you think contest-wise you got on your bucket list? Like, where have you not competed that you really, you really want to make it to? Oh, I'd love to go to the Jack. Mm-hmm. Really, I've got, I've got four bones in the barrel right now. Um, and I've got four more chances, no, three more chances uh, left on the Jack fiscal year because it expires July 30th, and I've got three contests in July. So um, I've got four bungs in the barrel. The Jack is always a bucket list contest. I went to the Royal last year. Um, I'm going to go back this year, um, go back to the Royal and, you know, hope to improve on my, my finishes there. And I learned a lot first time going that far and, mm-hmm. and that early into a week. Um, but the Jack is a, is a, is a bucket list contest. Uh, you know, Pusa Q, I hear a lot of good things about Pusa Q and how they, I mean, it's just $75,000 purse or whatever it is. And, you know, I think that one's up there on the level of Greenwood and Jiggy, you know, I think so. And, and, and I've got it on my calendar for next year tentatively right now. Awesome. Awesome. Um, you know, it's it's a long drive, but uh, but I think I'm gonna have to try it at least once. You know, um, Houston Livestock Rodeo for whatever oh, yeah. reason is just I think you just kind of hear about it enough. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and you know, so I mean, I wouldn't mind you know being invited to go cook that for somebody. I think you have to kind of be invited type deal mm-hmm. uh, to go cook for somebody, and I I think I would enjoy that uh, in Memphis in May. Um, that's one, and I've got somewhat of a tentative, yeah, man, you come on out with us next year type situation sitting right now. And awesome. Uh, I may have to I may have to take that opportunity up. Um just to, to say I did it at least once, you know. Um that, so there's there's a handful that I've kind of got in my sights that are kind of bucket list, at least to go cook them. You know, we all want to win them, but you know, just to, be, experience, yeah. just to be there and get that experience and say, oh, man, I got invited to Houston and, and be a pit master. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Cool. You know, I got, I got, you know, my bone got drawn from North Carolina. And, and to be able to represent, you know, our great state of North Carolina, I love where we live, man. And uh, yeah, me too. You know, to be able to do that is, is, to me, is special. It may not be as special to a lot of other people, but to me it would be special. Yeah, that's one of the things Matt was reiterating on, on his episode here is that, you know, he truly feels like the Carolinas has the best pit masters around. You know, it's a tight family. There's so many guys and teams that you see in the top 25 in the nation and top 20 and a lot of top 10s. We don't have a week contest. Um, no. 
you know, if you, you drive anywhere within five to six hours from here, and I mean, there could be smaller contests, there could be larger contests and medium contests, but we don't have any weak contests. Yeah. Um, I've cooked in contests that had 15 teams, and I'm like, man, there's 13 GCs here. Yep. You know, and there's – I mean, and I'm not knocking any other region, but you can look on the the score sheets, you know, after they post results. Oh, I know, and it is In other places, and there's, you know, 25-team contest, and there's three of them have ever won one. Yep. You know, and uh, and, and I'm not saying that's easy. I'm not saying that's easy by any stretch of the imagination. Certainly not taking anything away from anybody, but uh, you know, we we beat up on each other pretty good around here. You that's know, just <laughs> come out. You know, that is for and, sure. Yeah, you can look at the top ten, top fifteen, man, and that points range is not much at all. No, it's not. No, uh, we're we're lucky where we're at with the history and everything too mm-hmm. in the Carolinas. What's the I guess we probably already answered that. I guess uh, the Royal, the farthest you've ever driven to a comp. The Royal is the farthest I've ever driven um, to a comp. That was, I think, it's, you know, 23, 24 hours uh, one way. Um, and that was brutal, man. That yeah, that's, was brutal. that's pretty brutal. Right. But, uh, but I learned a lot. I mean, I drove it all the way out there myself and um, kind of caravaned a little bit with uh, Muttley Crew and Elite Barbecue Smokers with Jason and Michelle Hardy and mm-hmm. – uh, Muttley with Brian and uh, Shannon Turner, but um, they went down the weekend before those two teams did. It went to Nashville, Tennessee, and kind of did you know kind of a, a, a touristy Nashville mm-hmm. you know, kind of relaxation weekend before the Royal. And uh, I I wasn't able to do that because of work and family and whatnot. So I left on Monday, shortly after lunch, and I drove straight to Nashville. And they were at a campground, so I met up with them there. Um, that's already a long drive for you from Goldsboro to Nashville. It is. Yeah. It is. And uh, so, I mean, but it was a nice break for me because then I was able yeah. to stop. We had power and water. We are at a campground and, uh-huh. you know, get a good night's sleep. And then, you know, Tuesday morning we trucked it on in to – still a full day of driving after Nashville from there. Dude, by myself. I'm the only Dude. one in my truck, man. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and we, had, we had handheld CB radios. And, oh, that's you know, cool. We were able to kind of, you know – talk to each other and, and keep us all entertained. And it was, it was kind of nice. It was fun. We had, we had a lot of good laughs uh, doing that. Yep. Very cool. Uh, I kind of already know the answer to this, but I ask everybody chasing points or are you chasing trophies or both? It's really both, man. I, yep. you know, I've never really, I'm not going to cook 40 to 45 contests like some of these guys do. So when I say chasing points, it's maybe not necessarily for team of the year as like far as finishing first or second mm-hmm. or something, or, mm-hmm. or maybe even winning a category. I'm just going to kind of have to see how that shakes out come say October, first of October. But for me, chasing points is just personal goals. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'd never finished in the top 20, you know, and I, I don't know that I'd ever cooked enough contests in a single year to really do it mm-hmm. uh, legitimately. And until last year and, uh, and so once I kind of started seeing when I was shaking out and had a couple of wins under my belt, I was like, man, how cool would that be to finish? And I was like, so I set myself a goal. I was like, I want to finish in the top 20 overall mm-hmm. and I want to finish in the top 10 in one category, you know, and that's like, if this is the only year I get a chance to do that, that those are, that's my team of the year. Very cool. You know, that for yeah. me, that's my team of the year. And I, and I, and I accomplished that last year. I finished, like I said, 16th overall in, in KCBS, 
uh, team of the year standings, and I finished uh, eighth in the chicken uh, in the master series. So uh, I accomplished both of those goals, and and realistically, this year I have both of those goals set again mm-hmm. uh, because that's not easy to do. No, not by uh, any means. You know, it's it's not easy to do, and 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 you know, I, I'm a goal setter, and to get so I. I want to be in the top 20 overall again. Um, but at the same time, I've been there and I've done that. So, I, you know, and I want to be – I really want to be in the top 10. That's that's probably my goal this year. But if I end up, you know, in the top 20 again, I will not be disappointed. I will not be disappointed at all. Hopefully not 11th. Yeah, yeah, hopefully not 11th. I'll hey, take you below I'll 15, man. You get below okay. fifteen, you're going to go to awards and you get get your get, get a call that's, there, man. That's Not exactly 16th. right. No, yeah, no. that's exactly right. No sixteenth wild child. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, what what do you think your favorite meat to cook in a competition? Not not so much where where do you do the best, but what do you really enjoy prepping and and getting on and boxing your bit? The I love ribs. Ribs. I love to I love to prep ribs. I love to cook ribs. I love to, that's my favorite of the four categories to eat. Um, that's probably the one I'm more likely to do here at home, mm-hmm. uh, just because I just because I like to eat ribs. Um, you know, and and ribs can be a bit of a roller coaster. Yep. Um, because I think, in 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 my opinion, ribs actually have the smallest window of opportunity um, in in KCBS competition. Mm-hmm. Um, you know you. We've all scored well with overcooked ribs. We've all scored well with ones that we didn't think were done enough. Um, but to be consistent and hit that mark time in and time out, ribs is is the to me it's the most difficult category yeah. uh, to hit to hit that window um, because a lot of people think you want to fall off the bone ribs and you don't. Mm-hmm. You don't want it to have much of a tug either. I mean, it's just a you know it's a thin piece of meat. And there's not a lot of meat between the bones, and 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 to be able to cook ribs right, well, like when you finish in the top five in ribs at a contest, man, you you had a pretty dang good entry. Yeah, I'd agree with that. You know, because when we first started, Patrick was uh, he was ribs and chicken guy, and I never yeah. I never touched them. You know, I was concentrating ribs, brisket and pork, and then when he, you know, told me he couldn't do it anymore because you know with the kids and all, I was like, damn it, I was <laughs> I was more afraid of the chicken. Just because, you know, the, the just being intimidated by the prep. And once I, you know, practiced a bunch, I was like, this ain't that really hard, man. These ribs are hard as shit, man. Like, yeah. I, and it's exactly what you were saying, you know, they were just like the inconsistency was crazy. Yeah. And I feel like I've landed pretty good this, this season. I've been, I've been getting some good calls on those both yeah. KCBS and SCBA, you know, with a totally different, kind of the same judging type of like profile, you know, but, um, but yeah, I'm totally with you, man. They, it seems like every time I cook them, it's the same exact recipe, same temperature, same smoker, and I'm just and like, something changes. What in the hell is going on? These are under. These are over. These got done, and you know, 45 minutes before the time was supposed to be right. What in the hell? But, yep. but yeah, that's a. I'm with you there, man. To getting the consistency is is tough with that thin piece of meat there. And yep. So I chase I chase points and I chase trophies and awesome. and I man I love trophies, man. If if you know I go to I go to contest and I've been to contest over the years and. You know, you meet different people, and, and, man, they start talking about the money. You know, you're either making money, oh, man, I've lost money. And I'm like, man, if you're out here to think you're going to make money, 
Nope. You're not going to be out here long, and you're out here for the wrong reason. Yeah, you definitely are, man. Competition barbecue as, as a whole is not a money-making venture. Nope. And I always say I've got a lot of hobbies, and I've had a lot of hobbies in my life, and competition barbecue is, is the only hobby that remotely begins to pay for itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's a good way to look at it. You're you're yeah. right. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, okay, I can go play golf and win fifty bucks, but you know, I got that in greens fees and my <laughs> what's in my cooler and balls and everything else. Never mind the equipment I bought. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in competition barbecue, I can over the course of the year, I can look back at it and I go, well, it wasn't a total loss. You know, yeah. I only lost half the money. <laughs> but the experience you gained in the friendship and the brotherhood and all that stuff, it pays off. And- Way more than the money. Oh yeah. Way more sure. than the money. If you're, yeah. if, you're, if you're looking at money, you know, if you're looking at money, you're, you're doing this for the wrong reason. And, mm-hmm. and people either realize that and they have a good time with it or they can't get over it and they get out. Yep. Um, but a, a contest that's got really cool freaking trophies. That's to me, that is really, really cool. I love a cool trophy. Uh, in fact, that picture right there, that pig is a first place mm-hmm. pork trophy, you know, and that's an old farm window that a local artist in Hickory, North Carolina painted. That is so um, cool. You know, and that's, to me, that's, I, I didn't, I don't even, I could not tell you right now what was in that envelope. Couldn't even yeah, begin to yeah. guess what was in that envelope. But when I saw that picture, I wanted that picture. Yep. I got to have that pig. And my wife said, she said, yeah, they had a chicken and two pigs and a, and a cow. And, uh, you know, one for each category, first place. And she said, I want one of those pictures. Want it worse than I do, you know. <laughs> so, you don't bring one of those home, Brian. I'm not talking to you the whole trip home. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I was fortunate enough to get one, but I and but I could not begin to tell you what was in that in that envelope. Yep, yep, yep. Same thing for me, man. It's, you know, for me, it's a, it's a trophy, and seeing that smile on Hollis's face when we get to walk, oh, yeah. you know, that's mm-hmm. that's what does it for me. And he's yep. not to spoil him a little bit. He's starting to get you know a little bit. Uh, a little bit spoiled at some of those contests because we've had a couple where we didn't get no calls. He was like, mm, Daddy, you didn't do that good at this one. And I'm like, boy, you, you don't want to be walking home now, do you? Yeah, exactly. There, you better- it's, good. it's good for him to learn that drive, though. It's good. I mean, yeah. those, are good, those are good life lessons. It's, I mean, nothing's handed to you. You got to earn it. Uh, no, you're exactly right. Uh, that kind of leads into my next question. What is what, what do you love the most about doing competition barbecue? Oh man, the uh, and I'm sure other people said this, but the the what I love about what I love about each barbecue contest is the competitive drive that I have, and I love competing in anything, mm-hmm. in anything. Yeah, I don't care if we if you break out a wiffle ball bat and a ball, you know, a golf club, a cornhole board, a coin toss, a you know, playing quarters. I I love to compete. Mm-hmm. And so that gets my, as I get older, you know, we can't go out there and play sports like we used to. Yep, yep. And uh, so that gets my competitive juices going. So week in and week out, that's, that's one of my favorite things. Um, as competition barbecue as a whole, um, what I love about it and what it's given me the most is, is friendships that I never would have had. Yep. Um, people that I never would have met. I mean, you know, I bet a ton of money that I never would have met Justin Holt. Yeah if it weren't for competition barbecue mm-hmm. you know? and, and I can say that about guys in Virginia, South Carolina, Florida, oh, yeah. Georgia, Texas, you know, Tennessee, I never would have crossed paths with these people. And if I would have, it would not have been in a conversation. It would have been passing each other at Kings dominion or right. Disney or some yep. crap. I mean, you know, don't know you from Adam and um, 
And that's, I mean, that's really been the, the coolest thing about it all to me is the, is the friendships and the camaraderie and, you know, a bunch of these people, I don't have their phone number. They don't have mine. Um, but you see each other, you know, six months from now at a barbecue contest and you just have a blast, yeah. you know, you just have yeah. a great time and, and you laugh and you joke and you relax and the, and the stresses of work and everything else are gone for a few hours. Cause you're sitting here with these buddies and friends and everybody's laughing and it's like the, the world and all the stresses in it don't exist anymore. Yep. And that's uh, to me, that's, that's what barbecue competition means to me. And that's what it's given to me. Yep. I would, I would definitely second all that. You know, I've said this on some other episodes, but I came out of uh, 30 years of doing BMX and that's, yeah. that's its own little, you know, micro, World it's kind of the same deal, and it's yeah, it's, it's the same deal. exact thing, man. Like if you see somebody at a skate park and they're they're riding a BMX, you know, you're not you're not instant friends just because you're riding a bike with them, but you got that common bond, and more than likely you got some other interests that are the same, and yeah. you know, and it's the same thing. Like I had tons of friends that I only saw every once in a while, but man, it was like we just hung out yesterday, you know, when you when you see them at a contest or something. And I think for me, that's what made me hook in real hard to, to barbecue. I was like, man, this feels like the same type of family, you know, like looking out for each other. It is. I don't care if it's BMX. I don't care if it's fishing tournaments. I don't care if it's barbecue golf tournaments. I don't don't care what it is, but it's kind of the same deal, man. I mean, like I said, man, a lot of these guys, I don't have the number. They don't have mine and you see each other. And I mean, you just have a fantastic time and, you know, I don't mind helping people. I've had people help me. And I just, I mean, man, let's, I don't know. It just, it, the stresses of the world are gone for a few hours, yep. you know, and, and then I get that competitive juices that I want. to Yeah. Yeah. So still turn up a beer with you though. That's right. That's right. Uh, we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier. What, what really got you started in competitions? So I, I love tailgating uh, for football yeah, games yeah. in East Carolina. You know, we talked about that a little bit. I mean, me and my buddies, I mean, we would just have a great time. We would tailgate away games at my house or something, you know. Oh, that's awesome. You know, and set up the TV outside and, you know, uh-huh. we had a cook trailer and, and, and tailgate trailer and, and we, would have a, we would have a great time. And um, my brother-in-law, my wife's brother, uh, was actually cooking a barbecue contest. It was an off weekend for East Cadet. I only, I can't, I don't think they were away. I think they were just off. It was a bye week. And, mm-hmm. um, I think Carolina was also on a bye week. The Tar Heels were on a bye week. It was just, there was literally nothing going on. And my wife said, Hey, you want to go to Rocky Mount? Uh, Brad's cooking in a barbecue contest. And I was kind of always the grill guy of our little tailgate crew. I'm the one who did all the cooking, but I didn't never, I didn't really know much about barbecue. Um, Grew up at pig pickings and barbecue chicken and all that kind of good stuff. But the art of barbecue, I knew nothing about. And mm-hmm. a barbecue contest, what the crap is that? So uh, I was like, yeah, well, we have nothing else to do. Let's go. And we went. I was like, whoa, hey, these dudes are tailgating and cooking. Bar-. I was like, so I asked my brother, I was like, how long have you been here? And he's like, they'll come in Thursday night. And when you leave, Sunday morning. And I was like, well, so you get to tailgate for – three days, three nights. (laughs) And all you have to do is just cook a little bit of barbecue. And, you know, he was kind of like, well, it's not really like that, but I see where you're, I see what you're talking about. And and I was like, and then I, and then they, you know, we went to awards and they got a couple calls and I was like, and they got these trophies and, you know, money. And I've tailgated a lot and I've never gotten handed money. 
Yeah, you know, right. a card game or something, you know. Yeah, and it was like, oh, they, and they're competitive, and you know, I like to be competitive, and so I said, well, I'm gonna look into this barbecue thing, and Pitmaster was on. I'd never heard of barbecue Pitmaster. Mm-hmm. Found it on TV, and I was like, oh, this is what those dudes were doing, you know. So I started watching it, and me and my buddies are watching it, and I was like, guys, we got to do this. We're gonna try it once. We're gonna try it once. Don't know where we're gonna try it once. And uh, so we tried it once, and we lettered up. Man, I think I could have filled up an old Dominion truck, you know, <laughs> nice. if, I, you know if I'd have had that much room. And we went to Edenton, North Carolina, and uh, Tuffy was there, and Myron was there. And, oh, man. Uh, you know, I was competing against those guys I'd seen on TV. I was starstruck, and, you know, but I was serious now. I was – I mean, because that's, that, that's when the competitive nature in me come out. I was like yeah, – yeah. I was like, man, if I could back out of here, I think I'd go home. And then I was like, oh no, you don't back down from nothing. No. Nope. And, uh, and I was like, I don't know if they're gonna they're gonna leave me in the dust, but they're gonna they're gonna get all I got. I don't know what it is, but they're gonna get all I got. Mm-hmm. And uh, got two calls that day, man. Finished fourth in ribs and sixth in pork. I think is what oh, it was. Oh man, you were hooked then. And that was that was a curse and a blessing. I'll say that. <laughs> I, I a lot of people had a lot of good times, but it was a curse because I've uh, put in a lot of money and a lot of time, but I, I wouldn't trade any of it, man. I really wouldn't. Oh, wouldn't yeah. I don't think any of us would, man. But that's that's how it got started for me. What uh, what do you cook on? I cook on an Outlaw Smokers Offset uh, Insulated Firebox Barbecue Pit, and uh, I've had it now. I think this is my fourth season with it, mm-hmm. and uh, I love that thing. I've had – countless smokers i've got i've had several I, I have a couple of different ones but that's my that's my competition pit and you know i, I feel like i've gotten a little groove with it here in the last yeah, yeah. couple of years and and i love that thing i really do awesome uh who who do you look up to most in barbecue oh man that's a question there yeah um it's a handful of people really. And truly, um, it really is a handful of people. So, you know, on a, on a larger scale, uh, probably the most popular name that I look up to and, and, and he's been a mentor of mine for probably four or five years now. And he's been a supporter of mine and, and, and he was a supporter. I supported his business before he knew who I was. And, and, you know, he started supporting mine is Heath Riles. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, I've been using his products back when he was Victory Lane Barbecue. And, uh, man, that's a long time, a long time ago. And that's when I started using his products and started finding my myself in barbecue by using his stuff. And, mm-hmm. and man, I'll be honest with you, I, I sent him a Facebook message one day and, you know, said, Hey, man, I love your stuff. And, you know, you, you're, you're kicking butt. And I got a couple questions. If you, if you ever have a minute, man, I'd love to pick your ear. And dude responded. I mean, like that. That's awesome. And, you know, like, hit me with your sale. And I sent it to him, and I must have walked five miles in my yard that afternoon. I mean, I was on cloud nine. I was like, man, I can't believe I'm on the phone with Heath Riles right here. We're talking pork and ribs. Like, I can't believe this is going down. And uh, and me and him stay. I mean, we stayed on the phone probably an hour that day. That's and awesome. uh, and he was just kind of spilling the beans a little bit. And, um, you know, he wasn't a sponsor of mine. At the time. I was buying all his stuff and using it. And, that went on for a couple of years like that. And then finally, you know, one day it was like, Hey man, you know, I see you order some stuff. And it was like, yeah. And he's like, this is on the house, you know? And, yeah. uh, and it was like, man, I mean, man, we just kind of became buddies and 
you know, I love his products, but he's probably the biggest name of, of uh, people that I look up to and, and deal with on a regular basis. And, you know, sometimes I will get on the phone after a contest and, you know, hash it out and, and shoot the breeze. And uh-huh. when he won, when he won ribs at Memphis this year, I mean, man, he was uh, pumped. Wasn't he? I seen that video. He was fired up. And I see, I see, <laughs> I said him because I knew he was blowing up, man. I was like, I'm oh, not, yeah. not going to call him. I, there's people calling him left and right. I just sent him a text, and he called me back on Tuesday, and I thought he was still hoarse. And, oh, yeah, know, man. I and bet so. up and fired up, and, man, we just, you know, we shot the shit for a while on the phone and, and just, you know, and, and, hell, he was worried. He was – I think he was more concerned about what I had going on in contest than he was about it. He talked about oh, it man. for a minute, and then all of a sudden he's like, all right, well, when's your next one? What you got going down? You know, this kind of deal. And, man, what a genuine you know, man. We've kind of become bud- real close buddies, and and he's big, the biggest name. And outside of him, man, there's there's a group of guys, you know, here in the southeast that, man, I really think the world of uh, in barbecue and outside of barbecue. Uh, there's a group we call them. It's called the KOD, and you'll see a bunch of us. We'll do hashtag KOD. Mm-hmm. It's king of the driveway. I mean, that's you know, you, you know, you either you're either there or you wish you were. Kind of, you know, that's kind of one yep. of our little place slogans. It's kind of a little private group, and um, love those dudes to death. And it started out as a barbecue group, and, and most of them don't even cook barbecue anymore. And uh, you know, if they do, it's one or two contests a year. But I mean. Those guys I'd go to battle with any day of the week, and 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 they would do the same for any of us. And um, that group, I mean, it consists of you know Brian and Shannon Turner, Mutley Crew, Matt Griner, Andrew Clower, Bald Hog, you know, some older guys that don't even not say older, like barbecue older, right, like right, meet anymore. You know, Scott Adams, Andrew Rasmussen, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Jared Kennedy, Eric Meese out of Georgia. I mean, there's a, there's a group of us, and it's a you know, under the radar, uh, Alan Clem's in there. And I mean, he's kicking butt right now. And yeah, man, that, that group of dudes, I look up to them in barbecue and outside of barbecue. That's awesome. You know? And, uh, and there's, there's a whole bunch more. And I know I'm forgetting. So I'll get off this thing and be like, man, I can't believe I didn't mention Tom. <laughs> you know, I can't, Oh, Luke Darnell. You know, I talked to him. Oh, yeah, Luke, yeah. I, I talked to him every couple of weeks and, uh, you know, he's kind of one that has taught me off the ledge a time or two. And, I don't know if I've done the same with him, but you know, I can get on the phone with him and go, man, I'm, I'm getting my teeth kicked in in this pork deal here. What's, you know, I don't know. I'm missing something. I, you know, and you just, you know, and then we'll end up cutting up and we'll forget about barbecue. And I get off the phone and I'm like, oh, man. I want to cook, cook pork now. We didn't even talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Luke's probably the calmest person that I've ever talked to or, or known in barbecue, man. Just so even and level. You even keel, man. I tell you, I, you know, I'm a competitive person and and i get fired up sometimes and and that doesn't work well in golf a lot of times and, and yeah. luke, luke came down and and we played golf i think back in may and uh and then i went and played with him and some of his buddies and after he played with me he was like dude you have got to calm down like, your, <laughs> your game will get better if you can just like forget about shots and i'm like i can't man i mean i hit a bad shot and it just stays with me and, oh man uh, yeah Ever since playing with him a couple of times, man, my game has actually gotten better because I'm like, I can't go back and hit it. You know, now I just got to deal with whatever shot I got coming up. And like my yep. game has actually gotten better. And, you know, and I think that probably helps him in barbecue too. You know, like if you mm-hmm. make a mistake, instead of getting panicky and freaked out, just – Yeah, just you got to roll with settle it. Down, settle down and play the hand you're dealt right now. That's you know, right. And, and, you know, do the best you can with it. Because so. ain't nobody uh, – none of us got a time machine you can go back an hour on. You know, no. 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 Uh, so we talked to Matt about 
the TV show, but I want to get your perspective on how what that experience was like with the Moonshiners thing. Oh, the the smoke ring when I was on there with yeah. Matt. Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, for me, it was it was really an honor for Matt to call me. Yeah. Um, I bet. You know, Matt Matt's network pretty good in barbecue. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good. He's probably network better than just about anybody I know in barbecue. Him and I'd say Luke, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, outside of your your bigger names like Heath and Myron and Tuffy, and I mean some of those guys, but um, you know, and so for for him to get that call and, and get picked for that show and, and to call me um, to help him out for me, it was a true honor. It really was. And I'm, I'm, I've said it before and some people probably think I'm Jay and I'm not joking at all. I mean, I was, uh, I was surprised and excited and then the competitive juices come in and I was like, oh, <laughs> we're, we're going to do this thing. Um, so just two Eastern North Carolina boys cooking whole hog, man. I mean, that's what, that's how we grew up. And, uh, the show was fun. It was a lot of fun. I'm going to tell you, it's a lot of freaking work. Yeah. Uh, if you think a barbecue contest is a lot of work, that TV show was four times. Oh, I bet. Uh, it just, it really was. And, and, but we had a, man, we had a great time. We met some really cool people. Um, we had a lot of laughs. We had a good game plan. I would get, if we had to go back and do it again, I wouldn't change a single thing. Uh, Matt put together a great game plan of what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I'm a sports guy. I'm a competitor guy. So, you know, I bought in. He was the pit master. I bought into what he wanted to do. And, and man, we rocked it out. That's and awesome. that pig was freaking phenomenal, you know. And uh, hats off to Matt, you know, for cooking a, cooking a fantastic hog. And, um, you know, but it was, for me, it was, it was an honor to be there to support him. And, uh, and that's, that's what it was all about for me was, was to give Matt the support that he needed at the pit. And, uh, and whatever he needed to get the job done. And, and we, we had a plan and we worked it and I would not change a thing. Hollis and I watched it that night and yeah. he didn't recognize Matt, but he recognized you. <laughs> he was like, what's that man's name? I remember him. Like, yeah, that, that's Brian. He's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I remember him. Yeah. I watch all them barbecue shows, man. And I got to say that was the coolest one. And it felt so unique, you know, like it was, it was very unique in how they yeah. put it together. It was yep. very unique in how we did it. I mean, we, they, you know, they didn't, they didn't hurry us along, man. I mean, they yeah, let us do was, our thing and, and cook an old school hog and burn the coals down. And, um, man, we had a really fantastic time. We had a ton of laughs and, um, you know, it's, it's really cool. You know, I mean, cause you know, I mean, we were filming it, right. So we know, everything that went on and mm-hmm. and we didn't get a chance to see the show until everybody else did. Yep. yep. You know, and the spoilers. We're watching it. We had a little viewing party up there at Grill Billy's in Wendell, Gribbley's Barbecue Supply. We had a little viewing party up there and um Matt actually cooked the whole hog just like we did on, on oh, the that's show cool. and uh and had that for everybody. It was really cool. And I mean but we're literally sitting there watching the episode going Oh man, I can't believe they didn't put that in there. <laughs> you know, I can't believe they they put that little one liner in there. You know, and that I mean, it just it was really it was really fun. It was a lot of fun, but we didn't get a chance to see it either. It's it's, it's amazing to see what they leave out and what they put in. You know, you just yeah, yeah. sometimes you think the opposite of what's going to go. You know, I can't believe they didn't put this in there, but they put that in there type thing. That's cool. What do you think your future holds in barbecue? I know we talked about it a little bit, but. If you looked five years out into the future, you know, where do you, where do you see yourself? 
Well, I mean, there's going to come a point in time. I mean, Kendall, my son, is uh, he'll be a, he'll be 12 in November. Mm-hmm. Um, he's starting to get really, really into soccer, oh, and cool. uh, like to the point he's going to probably start playing club soccer, travel soccer here. Mm-hmm. Probably not starting this fall, but probably next fall. Um, so that's going to take away from barbecue a little bit because I'm only going to get man, I'm only going to get five or six years of that with him, and uh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to miss that. No. So if he starts to do that, if he wants to, if he continues on the path of soccer that he's on right now, he'll start to do that. And, and so my barbecue contest will swindle down a little bit. Yep. Um, but I don't see me quitting um, because I do love it. I do enjoy it. And I do understand that sometimes the less you cook, the harder it is to do well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I can, I can go out there and cook, five, six contests a year as schedule permits, if that's what comes down, um, and still have just as much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, my results may or may not be the same, but I can still go out there and have just as much fun when I go do them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more work. I'll say that it's more work to do five contests than it is to do 15 contests. It really is. Um, because when you do 15 or more, you, you get into a rhythm with your week, yeah. uh, so to speak. And if you – I hate starting a barbecue season. And like right now I've had a, a five week break and now a six week break. And every time that next contest is coming up, I'm just like, crap. It's like starting the season all over again. Cause I'm yep. not in that rhythm. Yep. Um, yep. So that, I mean, that part about it won't be fun if, if that's where the, where life takes me and, and during the next five or six years of him playing sports and, and us having to you know, travel and do that a little bit, but, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm okay with that, man. I mean, I, like I said, I've only got five or six years of it and I'll handpick, you know, the good contest that I want to go to, and I may not be able to get to all of them, but, um, but I see barbecue for me being just what it is, man. It's, it's a hobby. That's a stress reliever and I get to meet some great people and have a good time. Yep. That's, that's what, that's what it is for me. And that's where I see it being in five years, you know, and if, and if I'm not competing in five years, I'm still going to have the same friends I got in five years. That's all. Uh, Cause like I said, there's a bunch of those dudes don't even cook anymore, man. And we'll get on a group text or a group chat and, you know, Facebook Messenger or whatever. And it's like a three-day just, you know, you know, back and forth. And and that's never going to change, yeah. whether I cook barbecue or they don't or they do and I don't or, you know, however that works. That's never going to change. So, for me, that's where barbecue is going to be in five years. That's yeah. some awesome brotherhood. Yep. Yep. Very cool. I know you've touched a little bit on some of your other hobbies, but uh, what, what kind of hobbies do you have outside of, of barbecue? <sighs> Man, I'm a man with too many hobbies, Justin. <laughs> um, I I like to play golf about once a week if I can. Um, you know, uh, we do some offshore fishing. We fished a Big Rock Blue Marlin tournament last week, and mm-hmm. we'll probably fish one more coming up this year. And um, I like to go fishing, but that's not that doesn't take up a bunch of my time. Um, I like to play golf once a week. I like to fish. I love to hunt. Um, you know. I've been out to Colorado and elk hunting, killed a couple elk. I've been to Ohio deer hunting, you know, didn't get drawn for my Kansas tag this year. First year I applied. So, oh man, man, I, I, I like to do too much. I've probably got too many hobbies, but I can't get rid of them, man. I just, yeah. you know, kick them on the back burner as they come up. Like right now I'm on the six week break from barbecue or whatever, just because that's how the schedule falls for me. And mm-hmm. uh, so I'm playing a little more golf and I went blue Marlin fishing, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. And then this, uh, this fall will be heavy barbecue though. 
you can you can rest when you're dead, right? That's the way yeah, I always look at it. Rest when you're dead, man. You only die once, but you live every day. I know. I turned 45 yesterday, and I started thinking that might be half my life. Happy you know, birthday! I turned I turned 44 this past Friday. We're we're getting up there, you know, and yeah. it's like I ain't got a whole lot left, you know. Like yeah. even if you look at that range, it's like. There, yeah. At some point, you're not going to physically be able to do this anymore. So no, I'm, I'm but I'm going to do it while I got it, man. I know. I'm so Hollis I and I were looking at, at contests. We didn't have much coming up, and he was like, "Daddy, I don't, I don't, you know, I want to do some more stuff before school starts." And I was like, mm -hmm. "Well, let's look and see what's on the schedule." So we added, uh, bought what is it, Peak City Pig Fest. I think we're going to yep. make the trip out east for that one. Uh, added a Charleston. SCA contest the July 4th weekend. Nice. Daddy, I want to go down there. That was fun when we went to the, you remember the one at Somerville with the Gators? Yep. yep. Like, I want to go back down there. That was cool. So, man, I miss that location for a contest. Yeah. That I was cool, it. man, until uh, that wind came off that lake all night and burnt my firebox out because, you know, I'd use the 270, so I lighted at 10 dry. Yep. Don't put nothing in. And, yep. Uh, Philip and, you know, the Fallout guys were next to me, him and his dad. And mm -hmm. uh, I got up that morning. He was like, man, I think he was putting out some smoke last night. You better check that firebox. I bet that sucker. And I didn't put the wind guard up on top of it, man. And I got uh, that thing up, and, man, there wasn't hardly anything left. I was like, I cannot believe I, I burned out a full load of charcoal in, like, six or seven hours, man. That is nuts. And it was that wind. You know, there was no way to stop it. It was coming in no. from everywhere. Yeah. And if you didn't put up the wind guard, you know, properly, then it, it's going to do that. Oh, yeah, it was gone. I was like, well, that's a lesson learned on that. And I was so afraid I was going to get up and go take a piss at night. And like step on a gator, like just taking a stroll across, you know. <laughs> As we were leaving, there was one up there on the little boat landing, you know. And yeah. It's like, man, I'm chilling. Y'all got any chicken, you know? Because like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was a fun yeah. contest, man. I love that location for a contest. I really do. I missed that. I missed that location for a contest. And uh, I mean, there's several contests that haven't come back this year um, that I've kind of missed. And that's part of what's, you know, when I laid out my schedule earlier in the year, I mean, there was, there was, two or three contests there that uh, I kind of banked on that would have broke up my, my five and six weeks break, but yeah, one right almost in the middle. Mm -hmm. you know, so you have two or three weeks off and then you cook one contest a couple weeks off and then you're, you know, back to doing two or three in a row and then mm -hmm. you have another break. And um, when they canceled, it was just like devastating because, you know, that's right about time. I was, I think I was sitting in ninth in the country and I was like, Oh, oh man. You know, I mean, I really needed those to not cancel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because now I've got these big breaks, but but it's okay. We'll make up some ground in the fall, hopefully, and yeah, I'm sure. We'll have a good time either way. Well, what do you do for a living? I uh, am in real estate, so I own a property management firm. Uh, we have an office in Greenville, North Carolina, and Goldsboro, North Carolina. We manage about 450 uh, doors. Wow. Um, I also uh, do some brokerage sales. Uh, I've got a couple agents that work at our our offices that. I kind of handled those and, and uh, the last three years I've really ramped up my own uh, real estate investing game. So cool. uh, flipped a few houses, bought some rentals, um, you know, got a, a small land development thing. I'm kind of working with a couple of guys on now trying to learn that a little bit. Awesome. Now, real estate, man, anything real estate, if it's real estate in, involved, I'm in it. That's cool. Yeah. Been doing that for 20 years. I got my license in 2003. So 19. Oh, Good experience under your belt then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Come out of college, man. And 
Uh, didn't really like what I was hearing with the salaries and stuff, you know, with a college degree and real estate always, it kind of piqued my interest and in, uh, yeah. watching those infomercials and stuff. And I was yeah. like, well, if I'm not going to get paid anything, I might as well go do something I kind of want to learn. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I got that and I said, well, if nothing else, it'll supplement my, my income. And man, I got my license and never looked back. The same thing with me with, I didn't go to school to build websites. Yeah. Yeah. My mom was like, you got to become a systems analyst because she worked at a factory and she was like, they get paid the highest, you know? So that's what I went to school for programming database stuff. And I got done with it and worked for like six months at like a data mining company. And I was like, I'm literally going to die if I do this the rest of my life. This is so boring. Yeah. I'm not interested in it. And the BMX thing, you know, I was doing a little magazine at the time and the web was starting to come out. This is probably like 95, 96. And mm-hmm. I was like, damn, this thing's going to change the world, man. This is totally for me. And, oh, and it did. Yep. you know, many, many years later, everything that I earned to support the family was, you know, pretty much everything was self-taught. Yeah. Now I'm trying to get Hollis into it. So, you know, maybe I can only pay for two years of college and not, not four, you know, <laughs> That's right. yep. get him to work for me. All right. Let's, uh, let's get into a couple quick rapid fire questions. Okay. Do you eat breakfast Saturday morning at a contest? I do. I do. Um, and it, so it depends on where I'm up. So I always take, typically I always take smoked sausage. Okay. Um, you know, like Hillshire Farms or whatever, you know, whatever I, I see that I like and I want. And, uh, you know, on Saturday mornings, it, you know, some contests they go around, they have the free biscuits and, mm-hmm. and the whatnot. If they have that, then that's what I eat. Um, if they don't, or if I haven't heard about it or I haven't seen it and I'm starting to get hungry, then I'll pull that. Sp- I'll just sit right on the pit. And uh, while, while everything else is in there, it's not big enough. It's changing my airflow. It's not changing my temp. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, it cooks. And then whoever's around me, I, I might, you know, give them some of it and we share and whatnot. But, uh, you know, a lot of times on Saturday mornings, that's what I do. And, you know, instant grits. I, I'll cut up that sauce, put it in some instant grits, put a little bit of cheese and have me a great little breakfast there with a cup of coffee and, and feel like I'm, I'm ready for the day. Yeah, that sounds like a winning combo to me. Yep. What's your golf handicap? Oh, so on the uh, on the USGA app, it's got me as a four point eight right now. Ooh, that's pretty good. Um, but it doesn't take in account. All, I, I just downloaded it this year, so I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. But it doesn't take into account all the scores. Okay. Um, so it's supposed to take like your top eight scores out of twenty mm-hmm. rounds or something. Mm-hmm. And I don't have twenty rounds in it. Oh, okay. But so it's, it's average is probably different. Yeah, it's, it's got some sort of weird average going on. I, re- realistically speaking, I'm probably a seven. That's that's pretty good, man. <laughs> I can tell you play a lot, man. If you if you're that low, yeah, yeah. I, I, I play. I played more this year than I, I went probably four or five years there when I will only play uh, four or five. You know, scramble tournaments. You know, mm-hmm. fundraising tournaments, and that somebody would end up calling me and, hey, man, won't you come play? Because I you know I can drive the ball pretty well and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in a Super Bowl tournament, a, a long drive goes a long way. So, yep, yep, yep. um, I would play those, and then a couple of years ago, I started picking the sticks back up a little bit more, and uh, and now I'm playing once a week. That's awesome. Will you ever use an electric knife again? Absolutely not. <laughs> you got to tell everybody the story. I know it, but some people oh, do. But man, there's probably not many that do. Um. So Jiggy with the Piggy, 2019, I think it was, because, yeah, because 
Yeah, Clearly I think came in in yeah. 20 and they, everything started getting. Yeah, so it was 2019. Uh, I had bought an electric, I'd never used an electric knife until that year. And uh, I think I carved a turkey with it or something at Christmas at my in-laws house. And I was like, man, that thing's pretty good. I bet it'll slice brisket really nice. Mm -hmm. So I went and bought one and uh, cooked a couple contests with it. I was like, yeah, I kind of like it. Now, yeah, I don't, maybe I do, maybe I don't. I don't, anyway, I'm, I'm going to keep using it because I bought it. And uh, for whatever reason, if, if somebody's, even if somebody's cooking with me, a lot of times I go by myself and, um, but if somebody goes with me like this particular contest, I had a buddy of mine with me who was, just kind of hanging out with me, helping out. But uh, for whatever reason, when it comes to the brisket, I, I'll let them walk everything else. When it comes to brisket, I, I want to walk it. I think it's more about – well, I, I can be superstitious too. Uh, those that know me well know that. But uh, but I think it's also about me getting out of that trailer because for the last three hours I've been yep. I've been elbows deep in whatever I have going on. My mind's been locked up. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes time to walk brisket, he's like out of the trailer, walk the brisket, get some fresh air. And uh, anyway, long story short, built the brisket box, good looking brisket box, and uh, had the electric knife sitting on the counter, shut the box. I turned to go walk out the door and I turned to my right. And as I turned, uh, my, my shoe, something caught the cord to the electric knife. And as I'm about to step down out of the trailer, I feel something like a snake bite into the back of my back of my right below my calf, right at my, where my Achilles tendon is. And uh, I'm like, dang, and it didn't hurt. You know, it was like, boom. And I looked back, I was like, what the crap is that? So I looked back and right there, my Achilles just filleted open. Oh my God. I mean, it was just filleted open. It was, I mean, just blood everywhere, just running into my shoe just profusely. And I was, and so my buddy was standing there and I handed him the box, you know, because that's priority. Right. Yep. And uh, <laughs> I him the box and I say, go get this in and meet me back here or find me. And he was like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know, but go take that brisket box. And, uh, so he takes off and we had plenty of time and he takes off the brisket box and I'm standing there and I'm like, I need a medic. I need a medic. And I, cause I didn't know what to do, man. I mean, the is filleted. I mean, it is filleted open. Jeez. And, uh, I'm like, I need a medic. I need a medic. And people, people, you know, cooks around me. I think you were not far from me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you were right behind me, maybe. And people were joking, like, oh, yeah, your cook was that bad, was it? You need a medic. And I'm like, no, I really need a free. And I'm like, pointing at my leg. And some of you guys are like, holy shit, what is that? <laughs> and, uh, and I look, and there's like three or four paramedics standing up there by the turn in tent mm -hmm. or the room where you walk into the building. And I just start walking. And I'm like, I don't know how to get to them. I don't know if I can make it, but I, I'm walking that way. And I just start going past everybody. And uh, I walk up and they're just talking. And I'm like, guys, I need some help. And they're like, what's wrong? And I point down at my leg. And this paramedic, I mean, he just reaches, you know, he's got these cargo pants on, all the pockets are full. And he's like, oh, crap. And he just reaches in one of those cargo pockets and pulls out a big thing, a rolled up thing of gauze. He don't even, he's like, you don't need to unwrap it. And he just jams it into my leg. And he's, oh like, hold it. he's like, you need to hold this right here and get to the emergency room now. And uh, and so by that time, Philip comes out. He's turned in the brisket box. And I'm like, we got to get to the emergency room. And they were going to call an ambulance. And I was like, dude, my truck is right there. I don't have time to wait for an ambulance. And so mm -hmm. We get in my truck. Philip drives me to the emergency room. 
you know, they get me back there. They're looking the the you know, emergency doctor. He was like, I don't know how you have not severed your Achilles tendon. Uh, and uh, he said, yours must be sitting slightly off center or something because this thing should be sliced. Damn. They uh, sewed me up, gave me some good pain pills, and uh, we headed back, made it, made it back by awards, and I couldn't hardly get out of that chair. I, I ended up – <laughs> I finished in the top 10 overall, got a couple calls, and they were walking – instead of walking up there, they were walking the trophies back to me. And yep, I remember that. Yep, you guys and uh, I think Billy Merrill and, and several of the other ones uh, had loaded up my trailer for me because it was a storm coming. And Yeah, that was storm storm time. Yeah, and I was I was hyped up on that box of code on or whatever it was they gave me. And uh, on Wednesday, I get an Amazon package, and – it's another electric knife, but this one's a cordless one. It's a battery operated one. And I was like, man, who sent that to me? That's kind of a funny joke, but it's kind of not. And I went and looked at my Amazon cart and the time I ordered it on the drive back home. And I don't, I don't remember it for nothing. You told me that this year at Jiggy when we were sitting at awards. I was like, yeah. oh my God. That oxycontin was really doing a number on you. No, I will never. <laughs> in fact, that electric knife, I think Brian and Shannon with Muttley Crew actually have the cordless one. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I used it one contest. I was like, man, I don't even like touching this thing now. And so it stayed in the drawer. And uh, when Mutt had his shoulder surgery or elbow surgery or whatever he had going on, and uh, Shannon came over there and she was like, can I borrow that thing? And I was like, yeah, be careful. So, yeah, you can have it. Take it out of my trailer and never bring yeah. it back. And uh, I haven't seen it since, and I'm okay with that. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's that's sketchy. I still got that four-inch scar on the back of my leg. Yeah. That Memories. was not fun. Yeah, not fun at all. All right, Jason Hardy wanted me to ask you, tell us your favorite Walmart story. He said you've got some killer Walmart stories. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I don't I don't get embarrassed very much, man. It's it's hard to embarrass me, and and but I don't mind embarrassing somebody else. So. And I like to man cut up and have a good time, dude. And, and, you know, you find yourself at Walmart a lot of the barbecue kind. Somebody's forgot something or you just think of something you want to go get. I, one that comes to mind, I think me, it was – Jason must have been – I think Jason was with us. It was me, Jason, Brian Turner, and Noel Kay. Okay. And uh, I can't remember why we went, but somehow or another we ended up in the clothes section. I think maybe I needed some socks or something. I don't know. Anyway, well, I look over here, there's a pair of Speedo, you know, Speedo uh, briefy, you know, oh, things. No. With friend on. <laughs> oh, no. And I look down the aisle and here comes Noel K coming unbeknownst to anything. He's just walking, walking, walking. You know, there's a couple of people get on the aisle with me and I'm holding these things up against my body, you know, like, like I'm eyeballing them. Right. And, uh, and about that time, Noel turns the corner. And these people are standing there, and I'm like, hey, don't you like these? <laughs> and he, he just freezes and just goes pale. And he's like, uh, yeah, you know, they kind of good. And he turns and just walks away. You know, people are laughing. You know, I don't know who they are. They're just laughing. We had a great time. And then we end up, we get to the cash register back there at the back. And, uh, can't remember exactly how it all went down, but we were all checking. Brian Turner checked out and maybe Jason in front of us, and it was, it was just me and Noel there. And, uh, you know, and he's like, Scully, would you hurry up? And I'm like, and then so I'm like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I go into this little 
temper tantrum fit with him. Like, you know, you're always belittling me and I just can't help it. Sometimes you know, I, just, I go into this whole thing and he's just standing there like, Oh my God, I can't believe you're doing this. <laughs> the girl at the cash register, she never slows down. She never changes her complexion. She never smiles, laughs, giggles. She just scans and bags, yes. scans and bags, scans and bags. And so we left and Noel's like, I don't know if I'll ever go to Walmart with you again. <laughs> <laughs> I can picture that now too, man, because he's a humble dude. Oh yeah. Yeah. He just turned that corner. I just, I mean, I just hit him with it. He just went pale and just oh, he he was playing there laughing, you know, it's funny. That's yeah, awesome. yeah, it fun. Yeah. That poor cashier, she's probably seen it all. <laughs> yeah, probably she didn't, man. No, that it probably wasn't nothing for her. Yeah, I don't know if she's there for what, dude, because she didn't. She had a lot of day for her, man. Scanning and bagging. That's all. Regular old Friday at Walmart. Yep. All right, last one. After Ashboro last year, did you order extra grates for your outlaw? So, oh, man, what an adventure that was. (laughs) Uh, No, I did not order extra grates because after I went and commandeered uh, Muttley Cruise extra grates from their house that night, uh, which was like an hour and 10 minutes away. after I went and commandeered their, their extra grates and uh, McAdoo Heights helped me cut them, it was your wheel grinder, wasn't it? That was my, that was my, uh, my cutoff wheel, yep. Yeah, and uh, after we cut them to fit, uh, Mutt was like, well, I can't use those anymore. Yes, I can't get those back. <laughs> yeah. yep. So that those grates are actually still sitting in my cooker in the drawer in my outlaw oh, as man. a backup in case I make that mistake and leave my other grates at home again. And the backstory for the listeners, man, I was just about to go to bed. In fact, Hollis was already in bed. Oh, it was late. It yeah. was late. And uh Friday night. Friday night. Friday night. And I see I see Brian over there with a flashlight. And I think uh who was somebody was standing over there with you and you were cussing. And I was like, What in the world's going on? So I walked over there and I was like, What what's up? What's going on? And Brian's like, You see anything missing in here? And so I'm looking in there, you know, I don't know much about laws. And I was like, Oh no, I don't know what. He's like, I ain't got no damn cooking grates. I, ain't, I forgot my grates at home. Yep. I started doing the math in my head, and I was like, yeah, I don't think you could drive back to Goldsboro tonight. To, you, no. you were ready to, man. Bro, I mean, I had no choice. I mean, I, I couldn't figure out another Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, there was no no choice at all. So, yeah. yeah, and then Brian was like, well, maybe if I go to uh, to Mutt's house, and he, he's got some there. I don't even think they were there, right? They were at another. No, they were, in, uh, they were in Wise, Virginia. Yeah, okay. barbecue contest up there in Virginia. And I mean, I'm standing, I'm, I'm measuring with the tape measure. I was trying, I was mm-hmm. like, wonder if I could go to Walmart and buy like three Weber round grill mm-hmm. grates and make them sit. And I could take some like wire and tie them together. And, and I even went in, I had like the full pan chicken racks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, maybe you might be able to stack two of them on top of each other and get one side, but you ain't going to yeah. put everything on them. And it was, uh, it. No, it, yeah. So I, I was like, yeah, and Mutt's kind of my, Mutt, Mutt's my MacGyver. I mean, he, he's a Mr. <laughs> you know, he's a Mr. Fixer for everything. And so I was like, well, let me call Mutt and find out what the deal is. And so I called Mutt and I was like, all right, here's the situation. I've got my cooker. I've got my wood. I got my truck. I've got my meat. I don't have any grill grates. And he was like, what do you mean you don't have any grill grates? <laughs> like, I took them out to pressure wash them at home and forgot to put them back in the trailer. And, oh, and now I don't have them. And he's like, hmm, that's a tough one there. And uh, he was like, wait a minute. Cause he, you know, he's got a, he's got the Jambo at home. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Well, your Jambo was working. He was like, no, I don't think they work. Plus it's in the trailer locked up and you can't get it. Cause we're in Virginia. 
And all of a sudden he remembers that he had the expanded metal grates. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like, I think those will be a perfect fit. He said, you can go get them. They're in the barn. Watch out for the squirrel when you open the barn door. You know, so it's freaking nine o'clock at night on a Friday night. And I'm headed back towards Apex from Asheboro and pull up there, flashlight, find the grates in the barn, throw them in the back of the truck, you know, haul tail back. And uh, I'm like, man, this is this is nice here. This is cool. Open up my, my outlaw doors, slide those expanded metal grates in there. And they're about two and a half inches too long. I'm like, my door won't shut. I can't prop them up. I can't. I'm mm-hmm. like, crap. That's why, was it uh, Jay from McAdoo that walked over? Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, he's just as calm as a cucumber, right? Yeah, he always is. Yeah. He's like, sup's going. And I'm like, I got these greats, man. I tell him the whole story. And I'm like, he's like, hmm, man, we can just cut them or something if we had a wheel. <laughs> and I, you were standing there and you were like, oh, I got a grinding wheel. And I'm like, I got a grinding who's, wheel. Who's got a grinding wheel with a barbecue contest? Me. Sure enough, man, you come up with it, and, you know. Next thing you know, we're over there on the picnic table, just, you know, cutting yep. things down and, you know, it made it work and ended up with a pretty decent cook. Yeah. You got some calls of that one. And backstory with that too, I would have never been carrying a metal cutoff wheel. If yeah, that, why did you have that? Because at another, actually at Somerville, uh, Hollis and I on Saturday went and got a hotel room and, uh, cause I didn't want to make that drive back, you know, after, especially after a four meet, right. I was beat. So, I was like, I don't really know this area. I'm going to put the trailer lock, the hitch lock on. Well, the one that I had had been giving me some trouble. And mm-hmm. it would get stuck sometimes. But if I banged it just right with a hammer while I was unlocking it, it would come loose. And I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to worry about it. You know, I'm going to put it on here. And came back Sunday morning. Only trailer left. there. Actually, it was me and Gringo. Gringo's trailer was over there. and He wasn't there. Actually, no, the barrel fever guys were still there. Everybody else had split. And I was like, well, it's probably a good thing that I didn't leave my, my trailer sitting out here unlocked, you know, because somebody could have just come up and hooked it up. So I'm like, Hollis, it won't take long. You know, I strapped everything down. And oh, well, the lock stuck. Let me get the hammer bang on it. And I banged 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 on it for about 30 minutes. And that sucker was not coming loose. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, shit, here we are stuck. <laughs> I ain't got no way to get this thing off. So I can't hook it up to the trailer. Barrel fever guys are driving by and they stop and they're like, maybe we can wedge something in there. So we work for another 30 minutes on it with some stuff and it would not come off. And this is Sunday morning. Keep in mind. Right. And I'm like, well, the only other thing I could do is get on the phone and look how far Harbor Freight is. Cause I know they got a cutoff wheel there mm-hmm. It was all the way damn down in like South Charleston. Oh geez. From Somerville. So I was like, all right, Hollis, well, we got to drive like 45 minutes down to get a, and I drove straight down there, got the cutoff wheel and a pack of, pack of wheels, drove right back up there, plugged it up, not even 20 seconds, just melted right through the thing, zoop, fell right off, you know? And I was like, well, I will be putting this in the toolbox of the truck and I will carry it everywhere I go from now on. Well, I'm glad you did. Cause I was in a, I was in a real pickle. Yeah. You would have been stuck in a big pickle without, if you, if you forget, if you forget, you know, a shaker, a rub, or yep. a bag of charcoal. I mean, you can, you can find that, you know, all over the place. But, man, grill grates for a offset pit. That, uh-huh. People don't have those laying around. Yeah, especially so, not at 11 o'clock at night on a Friday. But, I mean, I was going to have to drive back to Goldsboro. I mean, I didn't, I mean I was, I'd come that far. I'd already paid the money, had the meat injected. I mean, all this. And I just, 
I didn't even realize I was going, I was setting up my pit. That's the last thing I do on Friday night. I, I, I get the pit ready to light. And uh, so that Saturday morning, I wake up, light it, and everything's ready to go. And I've got the charcoal and, you know, my tumbleweeds from Royal Oak. I got all that set up and I open up the thing to, you know, give the grates a good scrub. And I'm like, did they fall down there? <laughs> and that's when it dawned on me. I was like, man, they're still sitting at the house. You know, I'm, I'm three hours away, you Jeez. know. I remember you before you called uh, Mutt. You were doing the math, and you were like, "All right, I can make it back by about three a.m. Probably." I'll be back at three a.m. I'll get an hour and a half worth of sleep, and then I'll I'll finish the cook. I'll sleep tomorrow. I mean, well, I, I mean, you going that far, man? You got to make it happen. Oh yeah, yeah. No, there's no throwing in the towel at that point. Yeah, no. That's a good thing with barbecue, man. Some teamwork got that's you right. got you set back up again. Yep, that's right. Yep. Did you pay, pay Mutt for the grates? No, he wouldn't let me pay him for them, but I'm I'm gonna need to buy I need to buy him some more. I called Jay with Outlaw and uh that owns Outlaw Pits that has our pit. And uh I said, Man, I need to order some and he he told me he was like, just let me know and I'll ship them out to you. Awesome. And uh, <laughs> actually, I was gonna ship them out, but you know, shipping's gotten so expensive. Oh yeah. He said, Man, to be sure we'll cross paths somewhere and I can just bring them at some point and cool. get them up. Like I don't the ones you got, I didn't need anyway. Yeah, yep. really extra and in my way. And but I'm I'm still gonna I'm still gonna replace them. So awesome. Good stories. All right. You got any shout outs to sponsors, family before we wrap it up? Friends. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I've been, I've been team Royal Oak, uh, with their charcoal and tumbleweeds and stuff for uh, four or five, six years now. And, um, you know, won the Royal Oak invitation. I mean, that was really cool. Great contest. I'm, I'm, you know, hoping to be able to go back this year and, uh, they've been great to me. And like I mentioned earlier, I mean, Heath Riles, I mean, um, I don't, I don't care if I've even got to pay for his stuff, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I like it. Uh, he and I have become really good buddies and, and he's been a big supporter of mine and I'm very appreciative of that. And, um, obviously my, my staff at work, you know, being able to let me slide out on Thursdays and, mm-hmm. and go do these things. I mean, they've never one time, you know, you know, kind of bucked at me a little bit or, you know, felt like they were aggravated. I mean, they, they love it when I do well and, and then the the last but certainly not least, and that's why I say the is my family. You know, uh, when Ashley and Kendall can go with me, that's a plus. And when they can't, you know, they support me whenever I, I am able to go by myself. If, mm-hmm. if they've got other things going on or, you know, man, sometimes they just don't feel like being in the car that long. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason why they don't go. And, uh, you know, but, but them and, and the rest of my family and friends that always support me, I mean, you know, they love following along, you know, and I do well and it's, you know, it's really cool. And I don't know, man, I just got a good network of people around me. I feel like, and, um, and that's what barbecue and, and feeding people and, and cooking is all about anyway. Yep. Yeah. You definitely got a, your, your wife and son are, they're your biggest fans for sure, man. I can always yeah. see that at a contest. So they're, they're super proud of you when you yep. Yep. And even, even if you're not getting calls, man, they still got your back, you know? Oh, they do, man. They do because they're, you know they're disappointed, but they're they're disappointed because they know I'm disappointed if if, yeah. if we have a a, a a a not great contest. So, which is seems like it's rare for you these days. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, you know, I've been I've been fortunate the last couple seasons. I I'll be the first one to say that, and you know I've, I've put some time in it, and um, you know, I, I, but I've been fortunate. I've been fortunate. I have. I'm very very thankful for what barbecue has given me. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a, as a general rule, and I'm I'm very thankful for the results in the last couple of years. You know, the results are 
or secondary, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I, don't get me wrong, man. I mean, I'm competitive as crap. I mean, you know, and, and Doug Reed said it a couple contests ago. I uh, when I got called up there for something and walked away, and you know, he said after the contest, he said it's good to see a smile on your face again. He said you had a year or two there where you know, there weren't many smiles. And I said, no, there weren't, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, but I, I got in my own way and, and figured that out and straightened some things out. And, you know, Joe Pierce with slaps helped me a lot because I went and took his class and uh-huh. kind of had a mindset shift. Um, you know, that was a lot of what I got from him was, was a mindset deal. And, uh, you know, kind of, you know, I said a while ago, you, you play the hand you're dealt. Yep. And, and, you, and you do what you got to do to, to make it happen. And and that was kind of a aha moment for me a little bit. Very cool. Yeah. Well, man, I appreciate your time tonight. It's been a great conversation. Yeah, man, I've enjoyed being on here. I, I, I really have, Justin. It's always good to see you and Hollis at a contest. And, you know, we don't get a chance to talk a whole lot, but uh, it's always great to see you guys and hang out with you for a few minutes. And- well, you coming down Thursday, I imagine, at Greenwood. Oh, yes, and it'll that we're going to be pulling the whole brother situation here. It's going to be uh, be Kendall and I together. Oh uh, man, Ashley, awesome! Ashley's got a bridal shower or something uh, for a wedding she's in that weekend, so it's just going to be it's just going to be Kendall and I that weekend. But yeah, we're going to be rolling in on Thursday and uh, you know checking out Sunday morning. Awesome. We'll come we'll come hang out with you for a little while. Absolutely, sure. absolutely. Well, thanks a lot, buddy. I appreciate it. Enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Justin. All right. Talk to you soon, man. See you in a – I see. Look, that's uh, two weeks, right? Uh, yes, it is. Yes, it's it not- is. Man, that's creeping up fast. Oh, my gosh. Yep. yep. So, call in the butcher shop, man. Get it. Get my brisket in the mail. Yeah, you better, you better go ahead and get on it. Oh, man, yeah. I thought about that today. I was like, I can't wait until next week because that's going to be July 4th, and it ain't going to get here in time. So, you Wednesday afternoon, you're going to be scrounging. Yep. Oh, man, yeah. I've been there and done that before. Don't yep. want to do it Haven't we all? Yep. All right, buddy. I hope you have a good night, man. Thank you. Thanks. You too, Justin. All Bye. right. Bye, Brian.